0: Okay, let's talk about a quarterback who believes he is winning because of God. And what is the deal with Lent? Coming up next on Ask. Hey, welcome once again to Ask, where you give us questions and I answer them. So, questions about life, Bible, faith, whatever you got, bring them. We need your questions, so go to cornerstonebv.org, click media, then ask, leave your question, name, no name, it's okay, and... Uh, We'll answer them in an upcoming episode. All right, let's get into our questions for this week. Pastor Jamie, yes. I recently heard an interview from a popular quarterback preaching that because of a manifestation, his team is now winning football games. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I am not sure uh, which, which situation you mean, but I put no stock into it at all. God does not care who wins a dumb football game. It's probably not going to provide, he's certainly not, or probably not going to provide some manifestation of himself to help a team win. Now, far be it for me to tell anyone what God will or won't do, unless it directly, you know, contrasts what's revealed in our Bibles, but I would be very suspicious of this testimony, um, and I would usually assume that it's false. Pastor Jamie, what is the origin of Lent? Is there any reference to the practice in Scripture? Well, Lent was developed in the 4th century. Uh, so it's mainly a Catholic practice, as the Protestant denominations did not split off until much later. Uh, some more liturgical non-Catholic denominations do celebrate Lent, but most don't. Since it was in the 4th century, it's not something commanded in Scripture. It started uh, as giving Christians a season of focus on repentance, uh, and often fasting uh, comes with repentance in the Bible. So. Lent starts with, starts with Ash Wednesday and it runs till Easter Sunday. And over the years, Lent turned into something quite different than I think it was originally meant for. Um, it, it went from a period of fasting and repentance to giving something up for God. So instead of fasting from food, you can fast from TV or a specific food you like. I don't think that's a terrible practice if it's done for the right reasons. So many now give up something uh, for Lent to either appease God or gain favor from Him, but God is simply unimpressed with these sacrifices in in themselves. Like, I used to always give up biting my nails. I mean, great, but what does that really do for God exactly, right? If I sacrifice something to remind me to pray and repent and trust God more, then it can be an absolutely wonderful practice. But even then, the Bible teaches us to fast from things in secret and not make a big deal uh, about it in front of others. Also, we should do these types of spiritual practices all year long and not just leading into Easter. So, it's not a terrible thing, but you need to be careful of these pitfalls. Lastly, I'm not sure I I understand John 3:8. I'm pretty sure he's not talking about becoming a stealthy ninja. But what does it mean to tell us everyone who is born of the spirit in quotes? So, this takes place in a famous meeting Uh, at night, between a religious leader, a Pharisee named Nicodemus, and Jesus. Nicodemus, who has lived his life uh, believing it's our moral following of the law that gets us into God's kingdom, is asking Jesus why he does not adhere to this. And Jesus says, we must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. So ultimately, faith in Jesus himself brings us the Holy Spirit who, among other things, regenerates us. That's being born again. We are given a new life, and we're now free from slavery, from sin. John 3, 7, and 8 says this, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wills, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So Jesus is telling us that wind is something we cannot see, right? Where it comes from or where it's going, but we recognize it when, when we hear it and we see its effects, right? The, and the same is true for a born-again Christian. It's a work of God, so we cannot manipulate the process. However, like the wind, we see the evidence in a Christian's life because he uh, who or she who begins to live for God and, and patterns of sin, they start to be broken. And the person is is a new individual. And and that that evidence will start to be be, uh, evident in your life. And people will see it. And they're like, where did that come from? How did that happen? Like the wind, but it's evidence. So don't say you're a born again Christian. when There's no evidence of it in your life. At the same time, don't try to be a follower of Christ without your faith in him so you can be renewed. Because the Holy Spirit needs to do that work in you that comes through your faith, not your works. Works follow the faith. Hopefully you understand that. If not, always submit another follow-up question. Love to have your questions, cornerstonebv.org. And hey, we'd love to see you this weekend at church, either 5 o'clock on Saturday or 9 or 11 on Sunday. Whatever uh, your church background is or whatever, like if you're exploring your faith and want to know more about God, we would love to meet you at Cornerstone. So come join us this weekend. And hey, we'll have another episode of Ask next week. So until then, God bless.